Hello, listeners. Welcome back to another episode of Irrigating the Desert. This is Molly, and just wanted to touch base with you guys and apologize. It's been a while since we have produced any episodes for you. Um, we've been making some changes, though, on our end of how we record and how we edit our episodes. And you'll probably notice today that there is an audio difference compared to some of the previous episodes and it should be better for the most part for you guys. Uh, There's probably still a a little bit though that needs to be improved and um, you know I mentioned mentioned before that we're we're in this uh, podcast world not because we are you know excelling in the IT department and we have vast experience in audio production work. (laughs) We do not have any experience in the audio production world and we are really just irrigation nerds that uh, know enough about computers to to kind of bushwhack our way through this. So as you listen today and you might experience some snap crackle pop on your end, it is not you, it's us. And uh, the issues are coming from our side. So we're working to improve those for you. But I hope it doesn't uh, impede anybody from from listening to this episode. So, um, you know, if you got some feedback, if you have some things you want to share with us, or again, if you have questions about irrigation, we would love to hear from you. Our email address is irrigatingthedesert at gmail.com. And... Like I said, I'm happy to be back here with you guys, and we've been working on things, so I hope you can tell, (laughs) and uh, I hope you enjoy this episode. Here you go. Listen to NPR today, by chance? Um, a little bit, but I didn't hear anything about pets. Me neither. But I was talking about beavers. And they were talking about beavers and their importance in their watersheds and oh, yeah, the no. whole water system and, you know, how the whole West changed after the beaver hunters came through and then the settlers came through and knock over all these beaver dams and, and change the environment and these very important holding ponds for water Yeah, that, you know, help with water temperature oh, right. and all these crazy benefits that the beaver have mm-hmm. and now they come back and people are like well the populations are good can we trap them again it's like yeah, yeah no but no. they dam up the creek and it floods my property and you know it's a nuisance it's like maybe your property's supposed to be flooded those beavers know what they're doing yeah so what do you do about gentrification okay hold on <laughs> <laughs> let's stay on water topics <laughs> Yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna try that. Welcome to Irrigating the Desert, the show about water. Water, excellent. Yeah. So beavers are important with water, and um, they're not very good for hats anymore. So I don't know why people want to drop them anyways. Who wears beaver pelt hats? 
Yeah, it's pretty out of fashion these days. Yeah, luckily it fell out of fashion right around the time they were running out of beavers. So that was pretty convenient. Well, the, well, yeah, right. What are they? They're only wanting to trap them because they want them to stop flooding their property. Now that's why they want to trap them. Yeah, yeah. Or they just wanted to trap them for their first. Huh. That's sad. Kind of, but comfortable. I mean, wearing the flesh of another animal is so satisfying. Hmm. Yeah. Wait, that's not very PETA, is it? No. Okay. I almost I've got, take that back. Do you, do you own any fur? No. Like, no. I'm a dude. Do I own a furry hat? Yeah. No. Oh. Fur coat? You sure could have a... No. I'm not that snazzy. I don't think fur coat would really... It's huh. not really my style. Yeah, I, I um, I have a couple fur hats. Oh, do you? Uh huh. Hey. Not that I sought out, but I was um, <clears throat> given as a gift, I guess, from my grandmother that they used to be my grandparents that they got them like way back in the day when they visited Russia. Mm -hmm. Cool. So I have a couple. I have a men's and a woman's. I believe it's rabbit. Yeah. Nice. Well, so, rabbits, come on. They breed like rabbits. But at least you can eat a rabbit as well and like you can have you can make stew. Like if you're you're just killing the beaver just for its fur, like that's that's the worst. Like that's come on, there's got to be like Is that like the, the buffalo like the buffalo, right? When the Indian hunted the buffalo and they mm -hmm. used every every piece of it or when, like when I worked at the meat packing plant and they said we use everything but the squeal. Mm -hmm. uh, you know. <laughs> uh you you don't you you can't you can't hunt animals and then waste so much like that. That's just that's you, you can't just wipe out the buffalo and use their bones for fertilizer. Well, that whole thing too hides. about that's it. No, I definitely wish there was more buffalo in this world, but at, at one point, at one time, Mister History Major, feel free to. Fill me in on any, uh, I don't know the timelines or facts, but, uh. Me neither. About what? About, uh, like, how, how the, the Native Americans used to harvest buffalo and use everything. Yeah, I mean, the hunt is always an important part. It's one of those annual traditions. It's much like the Inuits. You know, they, they'll go out and hunt a whale, feeds them for a year. Same sort of harvest season with buffalo. Okay, let's go get us some buffalo. You know, it's easier to run them off a cliff, but there's other ways to take them down. Yeah, and, and that's it, too and bad because when they do the, the cliff thing, like, all of them go. Yeah, that's, that's, right? that's pretty nasty. Like, that's one. not right. It should just be, like... Then it's harvest for everybody. That's a barbecue, man. That's when all the tribes are getting together. You're like, all right, man, let's run some of these off a cliff. Well, get I mean, us some food. There is something nice about when, you know, people of different, you know, different backgrounds are able to come together. And, you Absolutely. know, food is usually one of those things that can unite people that it, you know, it brings us together that you realize we really do have more in common than we do apart. And it's usually like a, a meal is a great time to experience that. Like breaking bread with people. Isn't okay. that a saying? Yeah. 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 Sharing food. Mm-hmm. Used to be a custom, still is. I mean, in 
you want to say the inhospitable parts of the world in Afghanistan, they'll still invite you in and offer you tea. You know, there's still hospitality. Yeah. They may disagree with your viewpoints and want to kill you. Sure. But once they invite you into their home, I'm very curious. Just like I think most people. Right. They are. Yeah. yeah. Invite you in. Let me share with you what I have. Mm-hmm. See, I didn't even do that. Can I get you a glass of water or anything? That's really all I got. I mean, I got some spinach and a little leftover corned beef. Uh, yeah, I went for a St. Patty's Day sort of crock pot this weekend. Some corned beef and cabbage. Okay, nice. Yeah, uh, no, my house has stunk like cabbage for days. <laughs> uh, Sunday was the worst. It's like, oh, it's awful in here. Yeah. I mean, if you like cabbage, then... Apparently, I don't like it enough to have that fragrance in my home for uh, very yeah. long. No, it was wonderful corned beef, but yeah, I'm over it. Screw well, cabbage. You're, you're over it now, and it's not even St. Patrick's Day yet. Yeah, I usually just cook <laughs> on the weekends and eat that for the rest of the week. No, yeah. Not a big dinner maker. Mm-hmm. I got other stuff going on in my life. Right, yeah. yeah. Full time no. job. Well, yeah, feeding yourself, it really is actually kind of difficult. It's. There's a lot yeah. that goes into it. I have to shop. I have mm-hmm. to think about what I'm going to eat. Mm-hmm. You know, if I buy this that comes in this quantity, what am I going to use all the leftover for? Right. Finally found a really convenient container of coconut milk that's oh. resealable. Oh, yeah, Instead yeah. of opening a can like mm-hmm. you'd have to, and you're like, look, I only need an eighth of this can. Right. And then the rest of it goes to waste. Mm-hmm. That blows. But, uh. I get the one I can reseal, and I'm like, ooh, I'm going to make another soup because I've still got this coconut milk, and I'll use that instead of cream. Yeah. Yeah, works out nicely. Uh-huh. Or you can use it uh, instead of water when you make rice. That's really I've good. heard of that. Mm-hmm. I tried it with beer when I was in college. You tried to make rice with beer? Yeah, it doesn't work out. That sounds so gross. It is. <laughs> so is beer on cornflakes is awful. Yeah. I don't recommend trying it. No, I think I saw it in the, the movie. <laughs> like one of those lame 80s movies. I think I saw somebody beer and cornflakes and I was like, I'll try that out. <laughs> wow. Bad idea. No. I had a lot of bad ideas. <laughs> milk bone for a dollar once. That was pretty gross. <laughs> it's really dry. I, I, I wasn't expecting that. Oh, yeah, for sure. Was Bingo just laughing at you for that? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Would Bingo eat a milk bone? No. No. They, they she has better to, taste than that? Yeah, she tried. <laughs> they'll try to give them to her at the gas station sometimes. It's like, no. 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 Actually, most of the time when people try to give her stuff, she won't take it. No. Then give it to just me. And I can give it to her. Yeah, if it's something really... That you know she'll like. Yeah, yeah. Like a donut or a slice of pizza. She'll probably be all over that. Yeah. But trying to convince her to eat something healthy, or like, ooh, here's a nut. Nah. Nah. Not so much. See? Even though I'll say, okay, I'm ready for bed, man. Oh, yeah, she did just kind of like, mm, okay. I'm mellow. It's past my bedtime, dude. It's almost dark. <laughs> yeah, like her head is... Totally in your shoulder. Almost like she's like hypnotized or in a trance or something. 
You see, these are the sweet moments that people don't see as bingo. They're just like, oh, she's evil. Yeah, and it was uh, her eye, like her iris was getting like really big and then small. That was weird. That usually means she's nervous and she's about to bite my juggler and I'm going to bleed to death. Oh. Do you know first aid? Stream <laughs> direct pressure? No. Uh, call 911. Just... I, I'm supposed to sing the song by the Bee Gees, Staying Alive. That's CPR? Or you're doing that while direct pressure? That's no. all I know. That's all you know. <laughs> Sweet. Never, never no. got that first aid training at the meat packing plant? No, uh-uh. Hmm. None required no, to I... be a business owner? Uh-uh. Even though I think I'm going to end up having to get workman's comp on myself, even though I'm not required to. Because I'm so accident prone that my insurance company doesn't want to cover anything anymore for me. It's understandable. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I think mine's pretty tired of me as well. Right. That's their job, though. That's, that's no, their job is to save themselves money so they can be profitable. Oh, yeah, cause... to not pay our bills for health coverage and then to keep us sick so we have to keep going back and then they don't cover it and it's just this perpetual cycle of they make money and does it seem like a trap sometimes it does life is a trap especially poverty because think about it when you can't afford to feed yourself well so you're eating like cheap junk food and heat lamp mm -hmm. food for all your meals right and all that and that's terrible for your body which is going to make you sick, which is going to make you more frequently at the doctor, right. which you can't afford. Right. And so it just keeps you in that cycle of poverty. Mm -hmm. But can you imagine some of those families that are living below the poverty line getting $1,400 for every person in the household? I imagine that'd or be that, pretty sweet. Yeah. Like what they say could bring like half of the children out of poverty or something like that. That would be that amazing are, if that's all it takes. I, right? That's Yeah, some people are so close and struggling. I don't know. Me neither. I don't know how to solve problems. Hmm. I just know how to point them out. <laughs> I'm really and, good at pointing them out. take pictures and laugh and mock at them and so on and so forth. Speaking of which, hot topic, hot topic of the day. Okay. Bleep, 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 bleep. Um, yeah, breaking news. Hype is in short supply. Yeah, that's the word on the street. Tell it's, us more. It's gotten worse. Uh, so as a distributor, we have several pipe manufacturers that we buy pipe from. Mm -hmm. And all of them... Uh, once again, raised prices immediately, and they're just kicking out our purchase orders. They're like, no, there's allocations. We will only give you a two-week supply of pipe at a time. Uh, it's it's ridiculous. Wow. Yes, so there's going to be, uh, in my <clears throat> estimation, some serious shortages and really high prices going into the summer. Ouch. Yeah, I'm still hoping by, you know, July, I think there should be a pretty significant drop in prices. Uh, be just because that, that freeze in Texas caused so much chaos and 
all the plants went offline again. And Oh, interesting. Is those, Texas taking all the pipe? No, they're not taking all the pipe, but that's where all the PVC manufacturers are. And when their plants shut down suddenly, right. they're not designed to shut down suddenly. So it takes a really long time to start one of those plants back up. You have to go through and check every valve and every little part of that and get it all cleaned up and ready to go again. Yeah, it's, a, it's a large chemical process and it's very difficult and it requires large amounts of electricity. When there isn't any electricity, you can't do any of that. The first thing, the first priority wow. in Texas is to get electricity back to the people. So industrial power gets put on hold. And yeah. it's a huge amount of power. Right. So it takes a while to fire them back up. Plus, I can't remember who it was now. I think it's for most of plastics has a new cracker coming on. It's supposed to be in July. So, you know, once this all gets fired back up, they should be able to ramp up pretty quickly. Wow. Okay. So it's not just the manufacturing side or is it just the manufacturing side of things or did well, no, it's the de whole did demand go up because of the, the freeze in Texas and all the damage no, not, to infrastructure? Not really. There was already okay. shortages from last year going into the winter huh. uh, from the hurricane season. We just thought all that was going to get better and then that freeze because all the plants started back up after the hurricanes and things were going somewhat smoothly. And then that freeze came, shut everything back down, and now you're another month while orders are backing up. So it's even worse than it was going into the winter now. Wow. But Yeah, I, I, I would assume production at least should be back up and pretty good by July. Mid-summer. But, okay. but who knows when we'll actually see the prices drop. And once once there's enough in the pipeline, I mean they just pun can't, intended. Yeah, because they can't get the <laughs> resin to actually produce the pipe. All these pipe manufacturers are like, we don't have anything to put into our machines to extrude extrude into plastic. Huh. Wow. Yeah, that's where we're at. Uh, other than that, no real supply chain issues that I've seen. Hmm. You know, just the important part, the pipe. Yeah, just the basic infrastructure, yeah. you know. I mean, plenty of sprinkler heads, controllers, all that stuff that was short last year seems to be okay. Hmm. Um, no big deals. But like I said, there's some trenches out there. There's people have lots of jobs going. Um, we're getting really busy, and people have big jobs, and it's like, yeah, sorry, I can't, can't sell you all that pipe. Yep, and... Unless you are an existing account of ours, you can't buy pipe from us. Wow. We won't sell to cash people. Yeah. It's like, sorry, we don't. We don't have enough. A little bit of a shortage. And is it is it not just PVC, but conduit and all all well PVC the conduit PVC. That, the conduit that we sell is PVC conduit. Okay. So that's definitely affected as well. Uh, ABS. Everything ethylene, so polyethylene, HDPE, those pipes are going up quite a bit, too, because okay. that's really where they're having the issue is the ethylene shortage. Okay. And once they get the ethylene, you know, you can make it into polyethylene, HDPE, or it can go into PVC, mm -hmm. but you have to have the ethylene first. That's the first step. 
All right. And so that's yeah, so where all the, having the issues. All your PVCs, all your uh, tubing. Ethylene is the most, line. they say, the most important part of natural gas for any um, industrial production of plastic, anything. Huh. Yeah. So, I guess, yeah. And then, because there's always a rabbit hole involved, <laughs> I find out that for every metric ton of ethylene produced, I think there's uh, a ton and a half of carbon dioxide. Woof. Really? Yeah. It's a ridiculous uh, polluter. Product plus. Yes. Damn. Yeah. I mean, every one, you get 1.5 of yes. X. That's mm -hmm. not what you were after. Yes. Damn. Mm -hmm. And then what do they do with that? Don't they have to put that somewhere responsible? It's nice if you can capture some of it, but it's really weird how it all works with credits. If they can save energy here, they can pollute more here. Uh-huh. Um, I don't understand how that goes. The that, it just goes straight out the work. tailpipe? Like there's A lot of it goes straight out the tailpipe. There are some companies looking at different ways of doing it. There's a lot of energy that goes into the cracking process. In general, I think I read something around it uh, happens at 800 degrees Celsius. So to get that much heat to crack the ethylene takes a ridiculous amount of energy. Right. That's that's hot. Yeah. Huh. So they're you know smart people are out there trying to figure out a way to make it better. But in the meantime, we have what we have. Plant more trees. Plant more trees. How are we going to irrigate them? Um, I guess we're going to start putting in copper piped systems for a little bit. Ooh, copper. <laughs> so let's harvest precious metals out of the earth, I'm sure. Let's bring back the wood pipes. <laughs> nothing wrong with that. Oh, trees we can cut down. Trees and then make them into pipes. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Um, it, well, PVC is not even that great of an answer. You know, no, like if you look no, into not. a lead project, you know, the um, energy, I forget what lead stands for, L-E-E-D. Where it's environmentally designed. No, that's oh. town in England. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a geography nerd. Uh, yeah, no, it's a, it's an environmental type of, like, where a house is very green and, like, you know, this, right. it, it produces more energy, you know, or power than it, it solar takes. Solar panels. Yeah, like solar panels and gray water systems and all that jazz. Solar panels are done so correctly. Yeah, right. Permeable pavers. That would be all those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. Um but wait, what were we talking about? Um, environmental. Oh stuff. yeah, PVC. Um, so it's really hard for the landscape part to be that uh, that it can help contribute to those points to get those lead awards because uh, you know PVC and then you get the solvent, you know, like the PVC glue, like that's not very environmentally safe either. That um, they started using a lot of those shark bite fittings to help with that that it's not uh because the the salt the pvc solvent's one of the real nasty parts of that whole it's equation a low but, voc now yeah but they still really don't like that that uh you know where pvc comes from and is sure why is there not a, a more environmentally friendly option on 
on, on you know, creating the irrigation, which is such a, an important infrastructure that it, like where we are, it's what is keeping that landscape alive. Like if you don't have an irrigation system, there's no way that someone can hand water any landscape around here that they'd be able to keep it up in the way that a lot of them do. It's, uh, and I mean, doesn't that kind of get you that let's create these green spaces and outdoors that are, you know, let's help build more environment back after we destroy it. And we can't help but do that. We think that we're doing such a good thing of like planting a pollinator garden and like help like feed the species and all that jazz. And then we're doing it with this poisoned PVC infrastructure and like precious metal, you know, copper with the wire, like all that kind of what goes in. It's really too bad that there's not a, a greener way to make, you know, make spaces green. Native plants, maybe. More native yeah. desert species, more yes. desert landscapes, and make but, that more more acceptable than green lawns in the desert. Sure, sure, and there definitely is that, and I'd have to say I am so proud of myself. I talked a big developer in Redmond out of putting lawns at his 48-unit uh, townhome complex. Nice. He wanted lawns and they're so bad. And I'm like, I'm sorry, but you keep talking about being water efficient and what you're saying does not match. And like, apparently I'm talking to like the big, like owner dude of the company that like when the- The kahuna? Yeah, like when the general contractor was talking about him, it was kind of like, you know, who he's, he's like the guy. He's, uh, um, and, I, and I'm just like, dude, <laughs> you're saying water wise and I'm calling your BS on it. Like it's not, that's not, uh, those lawns, it's a, it's a maintenance nightmare, you know? And he's like, well, everyone has pets. Everyone has a dog and they need to take them outside. And I'm like, yeah. And everyone takes their dog outside on hikes around here too. And you know what? There's no lawn out there. Dogs will find a place to go. Like right. you don't have to put lawn down in yeah. order to think that, like that's what, dogs have to use and he was like okay you sound like you know what you're talking about go for it nice. <laughs> I was like, right on. thank you because yeah. um, it's it is just such a such a waste of water and in those multi-use places where there's a lot of end users and you know yeah high traffic area with pets it's that lawn will never look good that's a that's so high maintenance no one is going to give that lawn special enough maintenance to keep that lawn up. People think yeah. it's so easy and it's like it re it requires a lot, a lot of work. So you looked at the lawn in front of those apartments on Empire. Oh, uh-huh. Uh, that's, that's fairly new apartment complex. Right, right. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's dog piss central. Oh, that lawn uh -huh. is toast. Uh -huh. Rip it and it's out. what, a year and a half old or something? A year. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, it's like, dang. Yeah, yeah a year that, and a half. That that was it's, a bad idea. Yep, yep. But it's everyone's like gut instinct reaction and like, oh yeah, yeah, that makes sense. But no, actually like step back. Well you need to step you still think it makes sense? Step back a few more steps then. Right. Because Look at it, and it doesn't. Dogs love to piss on stuff. Oh my God, give them a rock, man! Like they don't, like they don't necessarily want to piss on a on the lawn, and like they don't care if there's lawn under there, anyways. Like they're gonna go where 
you have to go and you can actually create some other really nice areas without having to put in turf. Put a fake fire hydrant out there. Yeah. You know, yeah. Have fun with it. No, actually, I've got a client who owns a dog agility place and there was a couple, there was a fire hydrant like out, like on one end of the property. And I'm like, wait, I thought you said you didn't have water out here. And she's like, no, it's for the dogs. And I'm like, oh, wow, that really got me. <laughs> that makes sense. Wondering what that was doing there. Yeah. Probably need some water. Yeah. No, they're lucky they were able to acquire more rights. The property didn't have very much and they were able to acquire more and more so and um, what are they doing with it giving it to the dogs uh they are making some dog lawns some dog areas yep mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but they have a fire hydrant why are they making dog areas it's actually it's like out on the trail part like kind of you know where you can go off and walk and it gives them something to pee on so they've got i mean they've got plenty of space there's trails there's like an arena to like show show dogs and do dog stuff and so commercial uses oh yeah definitely yeah <coughs> that picked up nicely <laughs> Love it. so yeah uh when you get the water right so i'm like yeah you know did you undo the button button schmutton <laughs> Making mutton. Yeah, I don't eat sheep. I'm not speaking of mutton. Never mind. The, uh, lamb? Yeah. Mm -hmm. No? I don't eat it. Is it like a thing? Are you anti? Uh, I would say no. Or you just no, have never just had an opportunity? Or? I've not had a lot of lamb. I made a really good lamb stew years back okay. uh, for St. Patty's Day. Mm -hmm. uh, one of those things that I could probably never replicate. You know, just got lucky, found some <laughs> recipe, and nailed it. And right. was like, oh, man, that was really good. Yeah. Never to be done again. Mm -hmm. Other than that, not so much. I've had more goat. I like goat. Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. I've had more lamb in my life. I've We had lambs, sheep when I was growing up, but never goat. So For some reason, it seemed like leg of lamb and it would like come with mint jelly or some shit that mm, was mm. and that to me i was always like i don't want mint Why? jelly yeah. on my meat uh -huh. that seems weird no stop it yeah i'm like not gonna get that those chutneys and stuff that come with things a lot where it's like yeah i don't want a sweet jelly that yeah. comes with my like yeah you get like chutney that comes with pork sometimes like pork chops and yeah you're like uh, yeah. Or applesauce. Oh, man, they serve pork chops and applesauce. Perhaps I'm just not a chutney sort of person. Uh-huh. I'm anti-chutney. Yeah. I'm a chutneyist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or does that mean I'm pro-chutney? <laughs> I don't know, but it sounds like I'm going to get invaded by Russia. <laughs> no, chet chutney. Chechnya. There you yes. go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the rabbit hole my brain goes. <laughs> the Russians are coming. It's all about the chutney. Every rabbit hole leads yeah. to the Russians are coming. Yeah, I was raised in the 80s, man. Right? You know? Yeah. Middle of the Red Scare. Still fighting that space race? Heck yeah. <laughs> Star Wars. Now, what is what is uh, Elon Musk's town going to be called? Like space capital or... I have a friend who calls center. him Papa, Papa Elon. 
Like, he works for him. Oh, nice. Yeah. Like, he right has on. his email address and stuff. Can he get me a deal on a Tesla? Maybe. All, all in due time. Hey, Elon, if you'd like to sponsor a podcast um, about really breaking intelligent type <laughs> conversation and whatnot, reach out. You know, if, if you hear this when you're flipping through Spotify or something, and you're like, I've tr- I grew up in South Africa. I'd like to know what it's like to, to irrigate a desert. And you listen to this and you're like, man, these sound like some green people. Let's hook them up with some electric cars. Let's go Tesla. I mean, I'd try the truck if if you need somebody to try it out. Um, But I'd prefer something a little sporty. Yeah, I'd take the truck for work. Yeah. That'd be good. Service vehicle. Yeah, I don't know anything about its towing capacity. No, well, I don't really really haul or tow too much with, with work. But, yeah. Well, yeah, Dylon, Dylon, see what you can do. Talk to Papa Elon. <laughs> yeah, come on, man. I can wear that. I need a car. <laughs> see, that's not true. I need an electric car. Well, what about that, um, the Dale from back in the 70s that got like 70 miles to the gallon and it only had three wheels? You know anything about that car? I don't. Uh, I do remember some three-wheeled cars. Again, the, at some point... You have to have a, a balance of fuel economy and safety. Right. And, and some of those little cars, those little smart cars, it's great. And I get it that they're smart. But it's kind of like there's an application for it, like having a scooter. If you're in college, a scooter is great. You have a little tiny community you may need to get around from one end to the other. That's good. But, you know, when you get older and out of college and maybe you need to go down the freeway to get to a job, your scooter's not the appropriate vehicle. Same sort of thing I feel with smart cars. They're yeah. the, little, the little tiny yeah. ones. Oh, yeah. No, those little tiny ones. Uh, Yeah, just seeing those on the road and, like, how seeing somebody drive one and like seeing how big the person is compared to the car and then imagine them getting into an accident with like any other vehicle because any other vehicle is bigger than them but even like a semi and it's just like that thing is a freaking death trap that's so scary yeah then you're on the same road as some 16 year old that's texting their friend about (laughs) you know what happened at school today or didn't happen depending on your covid status and Schools are open. Right. Um, you're playing with your headphone cord. That bingo is like, I will eat that if you keep playing with that. So. And the problem is uh, she does like to chew a cord or two, and I'd prefer if she didn't. <laughs> then maybe you should quit taunting your bird. I'm not paying attention. She's just hanging out over there, chilling. Well, she's out past her bedtime now, so she's getting all like squirrely and wild and... Her, her pupils are getting dilated again. <laughs> you know, it's the good old days when your parents would go out and hang out with friends and you'd stay out too late and you'd fall asleep in the car on the way home and you wouldn't even wake up when they carried you in the house. <laughs> That's what I'm waiting for, Bingo here. Just get her really tired and then just sort of sneak her into her cage. There you go, buddy. Right. Nothing to see here. Just go to sleep. <laughs> We'll see you in the morning. Yeah. I'm so tired. 
You're tired. I had to sit on the computer at work, and it's really thin, and my legs get tired, and then sometimes he takes me into the warehouse, and it's cold, and he'll make me fly onto a box, and I get tired, and so I like to go to bed at 6. These are the conversations I like to think Bingo and I are having. <laughs> like, come on. You always call me fat. <laughs> yeah, well, you don't fly enough, Bingo, and you eat way too much pizza. You're such a dick. I'm not going to fly at all. I'm just going to get fatter. I'm going to get fatter and make you carry me everywhere. Yeah? I'm not even going to fly away to shit on your back anymore. I'm too fat. I'm tired. And I'm like, damn it, Bingo, why'd you poop on my back again? I thought you were over this. I had you potty trained. <laughs> Can I have covers? <laughs> Look, man, Bingo and I have been together for 20-some years, and uh, other than that, I've pretty much lived alone. So we have our conversations. <clears throat> Is that really what you think Bingo's voice sounds like, though? No, it's much more high-pitched. Okay, okay. I just can't yeah. do that. Okay, no, no, no. That's totally fine. I'm glad that you're not doing that. Please don't start doing that. No, I've, <laughs> I've heard her voice. I can't imitate it. That was uh, Tina's grandma's voice, apparently. She got a hold of me a few weeks back, and some cousins got a hold of me, and they want to see videos of Bingo and recorder doing this and recorder doing that. I remember Bingo. Yeah, well, I can't make her talk. I'm sorry, I'm not your grandmother. Right. Rest in peace, Granny. But now Bingo is mine, and she will not learn another word, and she will get fat and eat pizza and occasionally <laughs> corn dogs because the people at the corner market thinks it's awesome to give her corn dogs. I think that's pretty awesome, and I mean... That's not a bad life. She weighs a pound, man. You know how, I <laughs> how eat a much? corn dog. I feel bad. So imagine if I'm, you know, well, a hundred times. I'm like, she seriously eats the whole corn dog. I was no, imagining that no, she'd no. eat like. But imagine yeah. one one hundredth of yeah, the corn dog right, is a very okay. tiny amount of corn. Dog. And that's if I only weighed a hundred pounds. Right. I'm much heavier than that. Yeah, body mass to corn dog ratio exactly. is quite. Quite off right there. Yeah, so when we had a popcorn machine at work back before COVID, she loves the popcorn and people yeah. would like to feed her popcorn. And I'd be like, look, man, I have like five pieces of popcorn she's had today. Now, imagine if you ate 700 pieces of popcorn right now. How would you just stop? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. One wheat thing goes a long way. That's right. It'll get her off a roof. <laughs> she gets all stubborn here in a couple months when the weather's nice. She'll want to fly up on a roof and then just hang out, not come down. But I watched a red-tailed hawk sit in my ponderosa the mm, other day mm. just up there, and you could see him looking around and... Yeah, I think I like actually like saw him like eyeball Zeke a couple times, and he's like, I, I, I think I could take that golden retriever. Just a little too big, <laughs> like, but I might. Yeah, I might. He was tempted. Like it's like he was tempted. I bet he's got little friends that come over sometimes. Right. I'm just gonna hang out here, pick off one of those. Mm -hmm. Hey, right, Bingo. Well, not that you were really welcome to Molly's house before, but <laughs> you know, there's a hawk, so we're gonna just keep you out of the area. If that's yeah. Cool. There's 
there's lots of birds. Like often, there's just a pile of morning dove feathers. Mm. Mm-hmm. Delicious. Yeah. In the morning. <laughs> yes. It's a breakfast dove. <laughs> and then later I have a dove bar <laughs> for desserts. Delicious. Uh, yeah, like the, uh, it was like perfect snow. So it was like all white. And then there was like, you know, light colored feathers on it, but then blood. Mm. And you're just like, it's. Nature is metal. Yeah, it's kind of beautiful. <laughs> And there's just so many morning doves around that you're like, yeah, I don't know. It, They all kind of try to balance each other out there, I think. There's, like, ducks and geese and... There's all, enough birds? There's all sorts of birds. So yeah. there's enough birds. Yeah, I'm not very good at IDing, like, the smaller ones, but... Yeah, there's the, there was a woodpecker, but it was on the ground the other day. That was kind of interesting, because most of the time you see them, like eating at sides of houses or trees or stuff, but this guy was, like, digging around in the dirt. Maybe he was hiding from the hawk. Hmm. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I don't know how that works. And do these hawks have a favorite? I mean, is the morning dove more delicious than a woodpecker? It's like, I nah, actually, dude, I had a woodpecker one time. Actually, it was nasty. Like, like, like when I ate okra, uh-huh. I'm like, no, I'm, if I can find another vegetable... I'm not going to eat okra. Yeah. So do the birds have the same thought process about, mm, you know, I uh, could eat that, but, man, I had squirrel the other day. I really got a hankering for some rabbit. Yeah. I like to think that they're eating the mice. Like, that's who I really don't like. You know, the morning doves at least don't try to get into my kitchen and, you know, eat eat, eat off my butter dish or anything like that. Like, the... The mice are bad. Mice have lived there longer than than we have, and it's their house. Then why are you trying to gentrify their home? (laughs) Back to that again. And isn't that the truth? Like, isn't that like you keep looking at it and you're like, well, who? I guess. I mean, I we actually have to pay taxes on it. So I mean, get the government involved and no, (laughs) I don't know. We'll keep it clean. Keep it clean. Um, yeah. I'd like I'm going to save the gentrification for, for the shit show. Sure. Because um, sure. we got some really, I had an interesting conversation yesterday. Actually, I listened to somebody vent more than I had a conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, thus, I lacked my input side of the conversation. And I have some input. Oh, so. yeah. That's always well. It's a challenge. Yeah, it's it's an interesting topic when looked at from many different viewpoints. So, yeah, yeah. are you the mouse or are you the homeowner? Right. Yeah. I don't know. So. Like, I like a good balance. I I wish I could have a cat because uh, I would have a cat. Uh, but you're allergic to cats. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That blows. So can't you get like a hypoallergenic cat? Kind of like you. Can he doesn't sound dogs. like he'd be a very good mouser. I guess like I want a mouser cat. Like oh. he's got to have claws, and I suppose I could have you know outside. But those cats at large outside too. I don't know how much I actually agree with that because back at the old place, I had a lot of things that brought birds to the yard, and then the neighborhood cats would be at large and just sitting on the fence, and you'd see them, you know, attacking birds. Where you're just like, <sighs> again. <laughs> 
<laughs> that's not really gentrification. That's more like just nature, I they're suppose. They're killers. Oh, yeah. Cats are killers. Um, there's a interesting the, documentary about cats, I think, on Netflix about them being killers and how they're designed to kill. And the amazing amount of songbirds killed every year by yeah, cats. Yeah, yeah. It's ridiculous numbers. Right. Yeah. yeah well, in well, this you know, city of Bend has a you know animals at large, and it's about dogs. Like there's no cats at large verbiage that that's like that's totally legal to let your cat prowl about. That's true. There's one in my backyard often. And mm-hmm. Does he shit in your landscape beds? Um, no, he doesn't spend too much time back there because I usually see it and chase it off. Right. Uh, which I feel bad because I'm not anti-cat, and I would pet a cat, but I am anti-cat in my backyard because sometimes my bird hangs out in the backyard. Right. And, yeah, I don't need a predator thinking, yeah, I'm just going to jump over this fence. Oh, look, a bird! Right. I mean, it almost makes you... Lunchtime. You should, like, be able to put up like, some kind of bird net fence that would, like, keep Bingo in. But that's not fair because Bingo should be able to go out and... That's true, out. but a, a big net would be cool. I thought about it when they uh, shut down that driving range over there by the Home Depot and whatnot, oh, yeah. and they had those huge nets. I was like, man, I draped that over my whole house. Backyard, right? just make the whole thing into an <laughs> aviary. Don't have to worry about hawks. Don't have to worry about cats. Just net my backyard. That would be so cool. Um, I, I don't know that I'm that into birds. I just don't want to. Yeah. And, and yeah, it'd be kind of fun if she had a safe place to get out more and spend more time outside. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, definitely you... fly around more would be cool. But she's so bad at it and so fat. You call me fat, man. Well, that's a, look, you... look, 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 look. Uh-huh. She's like falling asleep. She wants to go to bed. She's, yeah. she's got the head towards oh, the yeah, room. She she's t- like, before you noticed that, she was totally like, it looked like she was tipping time. over. She's tipping over. Hey listeners, this is Molly. I just wanted to thank you for listening to another episode of Irrigating the Desert. And uh, really thank you for, if you've made it this far, it, it means you were able to, to get through um, our, I know our new audio, uh, you know, is improving in some areas and leaves some room for improvements in some other areas yet. And so as we're kind of figuring that out, I really appreciate your patience with us and still continuing to come back and check on us and see how, uh, how much our episodes have improved along the way. So, um, you know, hopefully we're just continuing to get better and better. I mean, just with anything in life, right? You know, you kind of start where you end up starting and, uh, if you keep working at it, you should improve and and learn and grow and, you know, be better eventually. And so um, I think I mentioned before that neither Drew nor I have any audio production backgrounds or, I mean, really any IT skills much at all either. And so this has all been kind of a learning experience for us and we we appreciate you hanging in there with us too so only getting better right (laughs) just like life it just keeps getting better yeah yeah i hope so 
I hope that's the case for everybody. So anyways, like I mentioned, thank you. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being here until the end. And stay tuned for some more episodes this season. Um, you know, as, as the season approaches, we're going to have a lot more specific irrigation things to talk about. So, um, yeah, hopefully our episodes will be a little bit more concise and packed full of just irrigation nuts and bolts and really, really getting into things. So, again, if there are any specific questions that you have for us or if you have feedback, uh, you know, like some tips or tricks on audio production, <laughs> sound editing, I'd love to hear from you. I I want to I wanna know more and I want to be better for you guys. So don't hesitate sharing your knowledge. I'll trade you some irrigation knowledge for some audio knowledge. <laughs> uh, send us an email at irrigatingthedesert at gmail.com. And until next time, Stay hydrated. We'll talk to you soon. Peace.